0: Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401Ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McClain would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's
1: Money Matters, Scott Hansen. And Pat McLean. thanks for joining us. That's right, glad uh, you are with us on this mid-March Weekend, uh, that's when we're recording our program. Yes, and the volatility, the markets continue. continue.
2: It's um, that comes out and says, Look, we're just going to keep at it until it's fixed, until the inflation is fixed. The markets have not liked that comment. And it is, um, it's a strange, you read more layoffs and layoffs and layoffs, and then you look at the job numbers and you're like, We're spending. You, yeah, you go to a restaurant. It's it's hard to get a reservation, right? It's there's a complete disconnect, and you wonder is it still cash just flut, flushing around from the COVID eras, and it is, quite
1: frankly, for the middle and upper income. Well, what's interesting, Pat, is their, their consumer behavior has changed. We as consumers have changed, and I think I actually think some of that lockdown it's people tip their perspective on some things have got have a little different. And maybe some of the people like I was so cautious and careful and conservative before, like things can change quickly. Like maybe yeah. I'll just, who, who maybe I'm not going to worry about tomorrow so like, much. Uh, like, uh, my son said to me, YOLO, I'm
2: like YOLO. This was recent conversation. Uh, about a year and a half ago. Okay, YOLO. Yeah. You only live once. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to live
1: like that. I'm a little bit too <laughs> well, conservative well, to live like. That. Yeah, and you if you live, live a normal life expectancy, you better start saving. <laughs> yeah. So, so because <laughs> most people can't be working very productively the, at 75.
2: But, but Scott, it, the 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 what we do know is that the savings rates obviously have plummeted. The amount that people That's save right. and the uh, that the saving out of their income has plummeted uh, towards the pandemic from the pandemic. Yep. And
1: not the pandemic. It's the, the lockdowns, the lockdowns. You shut the, the economy down. You, yeah. know, you can't, there's nowhere to spend money.
2: And the lower the, uh, your income is the less savings you have now because you've been spending it to keep up with inflation, but the middle and upper class still has plenty of money, the higher, highest savings levels that they've had for years and years. And quite frankly, consumer behavior is such. People are comfortable at certain levels. I've been a financial advisor for over 30 years. Uh, Someone comes in with $5,000 in credit card debt. I show them how to pay it off. And then a year later, they come in with $5,000 in credit card debt. And I show them how to pay it off. And for whatever reason, they are comfortable. They don't change their behavior until it comes over $5,000. You're you're,
1: you're exactly Example might have been about 25 years old. Because it might be maybe $50,000 okay. in consumer debt of some okay. sort. Right?
2: Okay, okay. <laughs> right, I am an old guy.
1: <laughs> but it's...
2: Um, so inflation continues, and the Fed will continue to raise
1: interest rates. And and we, we've we talked about it in the past, um, this whole concept, Tina, there's no alternative. And up until last year, 2022, when the stock market kept going higher, people were... You'd see this printed somewhere. I'm like, of course there are alternatives. You're like, look, stocks are a phenomenal place to be for the long term. If you've got five, ten, fifteen years, particularly if you've got fifteen years, like, why would you want your money in anything else than owning? Assume you're broad diversified. You own a broad basket of companies that they it just they go up over the long term. These are the companies that produce the products and services that we all need. Everything you can think about, right? That's what we're talking about. You're broad, let's say you own the S&P 500 index. Over the long term, that's going to do very well for you. Over the short term, who knows? It's anyone's guess. Historically, stocks have went down about one out of every three years. That's what's happened historically, right? So when you have a few years where things are going up, now we're looking like it's been over a year that we're in this bear market. And now- you don't hear that. There is no alternative. Tina's being replaced. I saw this article this last week or two. I thought it was hilarious because uh, now Goldman Sachs came out with Tara. There are reasonable alternatives. Okay. Tara. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> there are reasonable alternatives. Tara. And um, I laughed when I read this. Yeah. Inside investments come with Tiara. There is a realistic alternative. And I think my favorite was uh, Deutsche Bank, uh, Tapas. There are plenty of alternatives. I thought Tapas is a little play on words because there's plenty, you go to Tapas, you usually get a little bunch of everything. Yeah, right? especially
2: if you're like you're going into the Spanish stock market. <laughs> you
1: look at this, the Tapas. But the reality is, there have always been alternatives. There always will be alternatives. But when it's when markets are down, those are great investment times to be buying. When they're up, not so great. So when the market was up at its peak, Everyone saying, "Tina, t- There's no alternative. Just put your money in equities. stocks. Why don't you just have your money in stocks? How much do you think that is just Wall Street,
2: fluff, garbage, rhetoric?
1: Spin. Yeah, versus like this is the real world. Most people, that Pat, that I know... In uh, veteran Wall Street, people, people in veteran industry, people, they don't time the market. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. They don't. They don't even get that concerned about the ups and downs. I had a conversation with a very senior guy this last week. He's like, yeah, well, market's going to recover. Who knows when? We don't know when, but it's going to cover. It always has recovered. Right. There's a guy who was with start with Payne Webber 30 years ago an executive. And that's the kind of what most people. That, but
2: Actually,
1: I was asked that the other day at the gym. Yeah. That guy's not on CNBC giving his
2: prediction because yeah. it's boring. They're like, guy at the gym goes, this must be a really tough time for you. I said, you know, I've been doing this 30 years. This is part of the program. This is the life I chose. In order to get to the excess returns over time, you have to live through the bad markets. And by the way, I have never heard more commercials on podcast or terrestrial radio than people pitching – some sort of uh you know get out of jail free card, you don't have to tolerate this, you can get great returns without market volatility you can you can get returns without market volatility, but they all come at a cost, yeah, a lower return, a lower return over the long term over the long term and am I you know hedging the portfolios for that now, my time frame is such that. It makes no sense to hedge the return. Well, if
1: you've got a decade or more, yeah, it's kind of foolish. Makes no sense. You're not going to time these markets. No.
2: And by the way, those downside, the cost of the downside protections goes up significantly during down markets. When in fact, it should actually do the other. Um, right the further yeah. the markets go down the less expensive the hedges should be but that's not how it works so
1: anyway and a part of this just comes from look we are all wired to avoid avoid danger that's as as a yeah, species to, to seek pleasure as ev- all species for that matter you avoid danger you don't want to get killed or eaten by yeah. the right to seek pleasure and comfort and to avoid danger and every we're all the same
2: I shouldn't say all. Okay, (laughs) 99.9%. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so what ends up happening when we look at our account statements going down, our natural tendency is, uh uh-oh, I better seek safety. I've got danger around me. I need to seek safety. But that's not (laughs) – that is – it is irrational to listen to those emotions. It's an emotional reaction to the marketplace. 100%. All right, let's uh, take some calls. If you want to be part of the program, uh, we'll schedule time for you to join us, and it could be just about any time. And so we love, uh, love, we love our callers because they ask us interesting questions, and we get to meet interesting people. So to be part of all, we I just really like the callers. Would I say I love them? Love. Right. I, well, we've I, had I this love conversation before. I love, so. I love ice cream, too. I mean, I love <laughs> okay, lots of things. So okay. it's uh, not like I love my kids, obviously. But. <laughs> okay. Well, I just think that the word love <laughs> okay. is greatly overused. Fine. Pat doesn't like the word love. Uh, <laughs> 833-99-WORTH is our contact number. 833-99-WORTH. You can also send us an email, questions at moneymatters.com. We're in California talking with Helen. Helen, you're with All Worth Money Matters.
3: Hi, you have consistently great information and you're a lot of fun.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. This is why, Pat, this is why I love our callers. (laughs) Okay. I don't get this sort of accolades at home, right? No.
2: (laughs) That's why you own it. Yeah. That's very, very true. Thank you very much, Helen. What can we do to help?
3: I'm in a pickle and I got here in the last six years without realizing. Okay. I'm 68. I feel like I'm 58. I have no debt. I'm single and have always been self-supporting, and I'm not collecting social security until 70, at which time it will be 44,940 a year. Okay. My, rel- my relatives have all lived to their mid-90s and I'm not planning on taking RMDs if I can help it until 72 or 3. Okay. So so the pickle is this. I heard, you know, how important it is to plan for taxes before retiring, but I heard all this too late or more like I was actively getting myself in trouble when it was planning years for that. So I'm newly on Medicare because I'm working little this year. I'm For the first time, I'm not working full time. So I have to worry about IRMA for Parts B and D. Uh-huh. And honestly, I wonder at what age people become aware that Medicare premiums can be over $600 a month. That must unsettle a few stomachs.
2: Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it, it, it is it, needs-based. Medicare is needs-based. Uh, because if you yeah. didn't earn the money, it wouldn't be $600 a month.
3: I, I, I know right. that, but I really wonder how many people oh, are
1: shocked. Yeah, well, yeah. well, most people, by the way, Helen, most people, it's not a problem because the vast majority of Americans aren't in that situation. Yeah. For the I, majority I, of retirees, get this, the majority of retirees yeah. in the United States, Social Security comprises the majority of their retirement income. Over 50% of the population relies right. Social Security as their primary source of income. This primarily hits people who've saved well over the years.
2: So tell us about your situation. How much money do you have in your IRAs?
3: Well, I have um, I have a million for in tax-deferred work 403B type okay. of stuff. Okay. Actually, some of that—a very small amount of that—I actually managed to roll over and get my hands on. Okay. And then um, I am working only some hours, and I'm only making forty five thousand a year right now. Okay. But I'm having thirty thousand go to tax deferred retirement. Okay. Out of that, out of that small amount, and I hope to keep that up for a a bit, a little bit. I I don't know how long I can keep any of this. What are you you
1: going into Roth?
3: Uh, no, I wish, I wish, but no. So uh, okay, the well, tax deferred is just going into uh, the work 403
2: okay? And then what? How much money do you have outside of IRAs? Uh,
3: I have about nine hundred in nine hundred thousand in cash, and I'm living on the ninety one thousand that's in my checking. Okay. I I have a sixty thousand dollars Roth that I have set up for the purpose of doing Roth conversions, but I haven't done any oh, of those yet.
2: We're <laughs> but missing that's, so many good things. You're making the, me the, sad. You're making me the, sad. The, You're making me the, sad. I,
3: I'm, I'm making me sad too because, ha- because I know. Do you, ha- I, do
1: you I, have? I other, do you have other? Do you have other investment accounts?
3: I have about a million and sixty in a brokerage. And and, th- and the pickle part is really bad. This is, in the last six years, I, I don't make a lot of money or have a lot of money, really. I'm not one of those. I'm in the former category you, that you were describing about people making only social se- Social security is actually going to be my main source of income. No, in no,
2: no. No, 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 no. You've you got over three, $3 million in savings. Let's just so we get this right. You have uh, $1.4 million in qualified dollars. 403 B's IRAs. You have nine hundred thousand dollars in cash. You have ninety one thousand dollars in brokerage, and, it, and you it's have a, a checking, million checking. In, oh, I'm sorry, no, a, ninety one thousand dollars in checking and a million sixty thousand dollars in a brokerage account.
3: Right. Okay. And I'm not
2: super good at math, but that's over three point five million dollars. So you, 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 there's so many things you're missing. I don't know if this program's actually long enough. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean truly, Scott. She's continuing to defer all that income uh, into a qualified. What's your pickle? Yeah, what is your pickle? What do you think the problem is?
3: Well, the reason I'm deferring is because I need to get out of a situation where I bought some stocks in the last five years. It was during the time that I should have been planning for for taxes and retirement, but instead I was getting myself in trouble. So I bought two stocks that ran way up, and then. You know, now there's all these capital gains. So there's one of them has a million and ten, th- uh, some um, over a million, a million one or a million two of capital gains. Wait alone. A uh,
1: let me back up. Is this in addition to your million dollars in your brokerage account?
3: This is actually an addition.
1: Okay, but so it's
3: just a stroke
2: of luck. Oh, who cares what it is? <laughs> I mean, look—you invested in the company.
1: If you had not invested in you the company, have, you wouldn't so have it. So, tell us the two. What are the two stocks?
3: Uh, they're biotech and me- medical technology.
2: And how much is so the value of both of those combined?
3: Two, uh, um. Oh, I see. About a million three four.
2: Okay, and what was your basis on this? How much did you invest?
1: Thank Very, you.
3: Very well. The first one was like forty-five dollars a share, and then it split four ways. Yeah, how so much did you cash?
1: Capital- how much cash? Like, is- did you buy ten thousand, twenty thousand? You have got over a million dollars in capital gains in this, you said, right?
3: Well, the long-term capital gains on the first one are about a million and eight thousand, and the long-term capital gains on the second one are like.
1: Two hundred thousand. okay so, so it's, it's almost done this is a good pickle by the
2: way Helen. oh my gosh
1: <laughs> we feel so badly for you <laughs> i'm so
2: happy you- <laughs> this is incredible you're fine you're absolutely fine there's some
1: planning opportunities here but from a financial standpoint you're obviously in great shape
2: if you were sitting sitting in my office right now today i would be telling you to spend more money
1: you know how much uh, you should you be spending. Run, you start running the numbers on this, even with a modest growth assumption,
2: you've, you're going to have keep, problems. Keep,
1: you should be spending. You should be trying
2: to spend a hundred and twenty-five to a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year.
3: But I'm not. Or giving, yet.
1: or do something, I'm or giving.
3: Retired, I'm not retired yet, and I actually have three wonderful, amazing children. Okay. So I'm worried about all of that in the big picture. Well, so, well then, so,
1: so let me ask you this question. Is, are you doing the 403B contributions of $30,000 of tax deferred to lower your income so you can sell some of these stocks and have the gains? Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Okay. Well, absolutely.
1: then that makes, that might make some sense. Might, but, and, and let's
2: talk about your kids. Are they in a lower tax or any of them in college or not working right now?
3: Grad school.
2: Have you looked at actually gifting some of those shares, highly appreciated stocks to your children?
3: I think they don't – I don't think they're stable. I think they can disappear, like, tomorrow. The kids. I mean, the, by – not the kids. but <laughs> <laughs> The kids.
2: <laughs> well, then, look, look. if you believe that, if you believe that, then you should take the hit on the game. And just sell it. And, and just sell them and move on and pay the tax. If you
1: truly –
3: you pay 58% uh, taxes or something. Well, no, but,
1: long-term capital gains. Long-term capital gains, a maximum rate of 20%. You're and in California, 13. and then you got the 3.8 percent Medicare. So 30 percent, a little higher than 30. 35 percent,
3: and, and the Obama tax.
1: Yep, and we that. Yeah, we included
2: We include, but the, the point being, if you truly believe that these things could disappear tomorrow, then take take the tax hit and consider it's yourself blessed.
3: As, it's as simple as that. It look, I was trying. Figure out a strategy well, to, you know. If you, like, so here's a couple
1: strategies you can employ. One is Pat was leading you down that path. You can give these stocks to your kids or some of them to your kids. Once you do that, it's no longer your money. It's their money to do whatever they want. Uh, you can you can set up a charitable remainder trust or a, a variety of those sort of things where you give these stocks to a nonprofit. In exchange for an income stream. And the
2: nonprofit then sells the stocks, doesn't incur any gain because they're, and you turn it into an income stream. You could just gift them to a charity if you were so inclined and not get income
1: from it. Or donor advised funds. You can set up like a uh, like, like a family like, foundation. And you can
2: put money. I have a donor advised fund. Myself, Scott Hansen has one. I put appreciated shares in it. every. Yes. I do it about every third year just for tax planning purposes. And... If I die, my kids are listed as beneficiaries on how they dole the money out. There's a lot of things you to do, but the reality is if you truly believe that these things could disappear tomorrow, then you're worried about paying tax on it. The question is, are you worried, more worried about paying the tax on it or them disappearing? Because if they disappear tomorrow, you won't have any tax implications.
3: Right. That's a good question. I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but honestly, I don't feel that I have enough money to survive in California.
2: Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not going to – we can't – i am look, it, I've been doing this 30-plus years. Based upon the yes. fact that you have not made tons of money and you have this much money, you're the last person I'm going to worry correct. about. But the reason – you okay. show me someone that doesn't That's, worry about money. I'll show you someone that doesn't have any.
1: So you, you, and it's quite natural, Helen. You've probably your whole life been a little concerned about the future. You've saved well, right? You get, you, you hit a, reti- a savings goal and you get there and you're like, well, this isn't really enough. And you have a new goal, right? And then you hit that number. And that, that, well, that's not quite. And now you're at a point, you got about five million bucks of, of savings and investments. And you're thinking, I don't know if I have enough money to survive on. That's normal. You put a zero behind that, you'd feel the same way. And you, I'm dead serious. You, if you had $50 million, you, you, you would feel the same way
3: getting a house alone will wipe it all out right
1: <laughs> but you said your home was paid for the
3: home is paid for okay
1: well, i mean <laughs> okay most homes in california they may be expensive but they're not 5 million bucks so so the so
2: the, the question on those stocks and if you're uncertain you don't have to use any one of those techniques that i we talked about you can use a combination so if i was uncertain at all like i don't know i'm not sure I'd sell half of them tomorrow and pay the t- capital gains. I'm just telling you what I would do. And then okay. if my
1: kids are in a 0% tax bracket, maybe. I mean, I, and, or I mean, you could look at using a put option on – you, you sell could, half of them this year.
2: Makes sense. And put a put option on them, which is the downside protection on them. And
1: wait and, until – sell and, the other half of the January of, uh, of 2024. Yeah, and and you're going to worry about this. You talked about this Medicare thing for the $600. Six that's thousand. that's around
2: six uh, you're gonna live live with that forever you're gonna okay. you're gonna pay that
1: no she's not gonna pay that much she's gonna have a couple years, she's gonna have high capital gains for a year or two and she's gonna have a couple years without huge income and then her requirement of distributions is gonna I understand but but i would i would encourage her to rather than wait for the
2: rmds to actually start converting her can i
1: ask you have you ever used a good financial planner
3: I want one, actually.
1: Okay, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the planning opportunities, and I look, it's not, it's not free hiring an advisor, right? I get it. We're in the industry. That's not, and sometimes people are like, well, cost, but typically when people end up with higher net worths, and you've got a variety of planning opportunities, a good advisor is going to more than pay for themselves just in the planning opportunities. Yeah, and actually, what a good advisor will do for you is actually will actually
2: let you know it's okay to spend the money. Quite frankly, okay. I have a client with over $10 million and I have to send him a check every month or he will not spend it. And he tries to send it back to me. <laughs> I'm just telling you, and he's 80 and now finally he, he rents a private jet when he flies because he only flies a <laughs> couple times a year. And I'm like, buddy, you're not running out. You worked for it. Enjoy. it. That's a big step. I remember the, f- and when you're in your eighties, you're closer to the yeah, end. That's right. So you've got lots of planning opportunities. Um, Either sit down with a qualified advisor or if you really believe that stock's going to go away tomorrow, I'd get rid of half of it. And I I like your idea of the put options, but Scott, I kind of disagree. I think she should start taking money from the Ivers early
1: or most certainly converting to Roth. Not probably this year because you're single. You could do almost $500,000 a year in capital gains and it'd be at a 15% bracket. So what might make sense is to look to see what the cost would be to basically ensure part of this portfolio. You do that by using options uh, for that uh, part of that portfolio, which enables you to to lock in, essentially lock in a price today. There's a cost. There's always cost. And and then you can sell the other half January of next year. Makes sense. But the markets move so fast, too, that like you kind of need to be on these. (laughs) It really does. It's a biotech. Yeah, you know, like um And I we didn't even ask if it was a biotech spAC. Yeah, appreciate the appreciate the call, Alan. Uh yeah, I mean like Novavax, they they think they're gonna it's gonna file for bankruptcy. This was they got like a billion and a half dollars from the government on creating a vaccine. You would have thought of, like, like it like but the government yeah. didn't ever like the vaccine they came out with. And so they're almost at, they're in death's doors now. So yes. I'm not an expert on the company, so if I was slightly off in my level analysis. Please keep your emails <laughs> to yourself. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we get that many. But anyway, I do appreciate the call, Helen. And it is it is interesting, Pat, that I find two, a couple of things interesting about this. Uh, when we spoke to Helen, it's um, one that the reasons that she doesn't have an advisor now. She was probably, my guess is she was probably burned by some sort of 40, 403B salesperson. She comes from the school district, most likely, 403B. Or hospital. Someone probably sold her some financial product years ago that wasn't that great. And scared her off from the industry, yeah. which, and look, I understand the scarcity mentality. I do too,
2: right? I understand it. I do too. And I've, I actually have to work on it. I like, do. like my kids are like, "Why are you so freaked out that that um, that there's leftovers and we don't eat them?" Like, well, it's a waste. <laughs> it's a waste. Like, it's a waste. And where I grew up, man, there's you ate all the leftovers. There's nothing. I think that's probably the way it
1: is in most people's family today, don't you think? I think so. Yes, Pat. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to waste food either. But <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, you'll hear more of Allworth's Money Matters.
0: Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast.
1: Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hanson. And Pat McLean. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, let's um – Let's give out our phone numbers if you want to join this show. Didn't. Yeah, how many times do we have to give it out? Most I mean, people listen to podcasts, not like they're driving around in their car flipping around channels anymore. 833-99-WORTH, <laughs>
2: 833-999-6784. I, mean, I, I guess it is on the thing. Yeah, most of the people are. Yeah. I don't know. I am. Huh? I listen to podcasts, although I like terrestrial radio parts of the day.
1: Parts of the day, I like the terrestrial radio. I do a little I go bit go back uh, and forth. Yeah, I don't know. most well, more anyway. Let's. Uh, people don't care what we listen to, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm <think>, just saying. <laughs> let's uh, go to Colorado. We're going to talk with Mike. Mike, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Hi,
4: Scott and Pat. Uh, I certainly enjoy your show. You always have interesting conversations that we can all learn from. Thank so you. thank you for taking my call. Thank you. And I have a question about taking Social Security. Uh, when would be beneficial to take it? My wife and I are both retired. I'm 68. She's 65. In April, we have about 3.2 million in IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401ks, and Roth 401ks. What,
1: what percent? How much of that is in Roth versus uh, pre-tax?
4: Um, the Roth is pretty minimal of that. Um, about 55 K is in Roth. Okay. Um, we have been doing some Roth conversions in the last couple of years, but, uh, it's been pretty minimal for, uh, to keep the taxes to keep within that lower tax bracket. And
2: what do you have outside of, uh, IRAs or qualified money?
4: We have about 156k um, in a brokerage account and about 10.5k in cash.:
2: Okay And what income do you have coming in? Do you have pensions?
4: Uh, we will have a monthly pension of 850 dollars starting in April.
2: And when did you retire?
4: I retired in April of 21. My wife's been retired for a couple of years, so she's been retired a little bit longer than me.
2: And what, are you, me, what are you living on? years. Yeah. What, what are you living on? Um,
4: so far, we've been living on some CD ladders that we had built over the years, uh, and we pretty much exhausted those at this point.
2: And And so, you, you were doing the Roth conversions this whole time. Correct? Correct. You didn't yes. so you didn't miss this planning opportunity with low income to do the Roth no. conversions. Okay, thank no,
4: you. We thank you. we tried to uh, convert as much as we could yeah. while staying in that lower of the fifteen percent tax bracket.
2: Okay, as well as much as possible. And you had a question about social security, which by the way, coincidentally, we are having a social security workshop. And this was not planned. We didn't line up, Mike, for this call. You're like, how opportune was that? Um, <laughs> although, had we thought about it, we might have, but we didn't. Um, we have them coming up. Scott, do you have the dates? Uh, I yes. Heard it, I, I, I saw it on our website.
1: Well, there are a variety of dates between March 22nd and April 1st in Sacramento, Denver, Cincinnati, and the Bay Area. So I don't know what your location
2: to uh, Denver, but we have a live in of, uh, event in Denver about Social Security. It's called the Rule of Five. Now, go to allworthfinancial. dot com slash workshops. Now let's go back to you. That was a shameless plug. That just I, we are in business, yeah. right? We are in business. Yeah. Let's yeah. not forget for a minute. You don't we, hear a lot of
1: ads during the podcast, but we are in business. We we
2: do have uh, paying clients. So, um how's your health and how's your your wife's your spouse's health
4: um we're both we're both healthy um don't have a, a lot of medical issues so that's not a problem for us at this point in time um, and really and what i'm kind of trying to figure out is whether i start social security now uh to kind of de- uh, Offset the, what I'm going to need to pull from the retirement accounts for a few years, or yes. should I wait until seventy? And you're like
1: in, in the, per- I mean, I hate this. You're you're like in the perfect planning window because you've probably heard us say sometimes rule of thumb: if you oh got oversaved, take it early, you know take it as early as you can. If you need it, wait till you're at seventy. You're in that kind of a that sweet spot of planning opportunities. I mean, if you could tell us the day you're going to die, it'd be super easy. So we could just go by some broad broad assumptions there. And then um, it, part of it depends on how much you, you want to leave to your kids. Part of it depends on, on what degree of certainty you want to have in other areas of your portfolio. And I, Pat kind of joked about, talked about this social security, a shameless plug. But I mean, that's, there's some. That's we, we have a program
2: that actually will show scenarios. you. scenarios. Like if you start now and don't take income from your portfolio And you die at age 90, this is how much you will go to your kids. If you start now, then the portfolio either goes up or down or it spikes for a period of time. Then it comes back up just by starting at higher income now and less Social Security. So we play with this thing. And at the end, at the end, typically, at the end, you're better off deferring Social Security, assuming you have a normal life expectancy. The problem is… If you die prior to that, a normal life expectancy, it goes negative. So you would have been better off actually starting earlier. But we we map that all out. the The thing to hear is, I don't think your your income is going to be high enough that you should worry about losing Social Security uh, with changes in tax code, Scott.
1: Yeah, well, not for. So if you if you had to do required minimum distributions this year, it'd be about 115 grand you'd have to take out. Yes. Okay. So by the time you hit age 72, 72, 73, it's been moving now. uh, That that odds are your accounts are going to be worth more than they are today. So it's probably going to be higher than that. Okay. Um, So you do add the social, I mean, when you add Social Security on top of it, your income, it's not going to be long before you're at 200 grand a year. That's right. That's right. Um, And so actually,
2: I don't. You got to run the number. I mean, we're we're giving you a. a, But I I think that you should. I think you're – because you only have $55,000 in Roths right now, and you said you've been doing the conversion. I don't think you've been doing enough of the conversion there. And if you don't have the money to pay taxes on the conversion, then I would probably start the distribution from the IRA now and live off them and possibly defer Social Security. Okay. And sometimes you don't know, and so maybe you start your Social Security today – and you defer your wife's Social Security till age seventy. She's too. still
1: she's working, so her. Presum- oh, she's, she's still working.
4: No, she's retired.
1: That's right. That's what I thought. Oh, the pension is just starts when she turns sixty five. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Right. And, and
1: what's her social? What's her Social Security? If she, If you guys both took Social Security today, what would the dollar amounts be? Ballpark.
4: Uh, let me see. Mine would be about fifty one k a year. Hers would be. I'd have to calculate it, but I see it's thirty one eighty seven a
2: month. Yours sounds so, high.
4: Yeah. Yeah. If I wait till seventy, that would be the max you can draw on okay. Social Security. Yeah,
2: that's right. So, the, so yours isn't that high today.
4: At uh, no, seventy. No, yeah, to, yeah,
2: yeah. That's kind of yeah, yeah. That's it because yeah. that number sounded high. Um, yeah. So that I don't would think be, we're so. So, wait you're, 70.
1: so you're you're. You're we're not going to, we, we're just talking off the, we're not going to get to an answer. <laughs> I mean, here's, so here's some of the factors you need to consider, right? So, uh, and I, the reason we asked about the, the dollar amounts is because when you, husband and wife get social security, they receive the greater of either both benefits or 150% of the the largest benefit. So, hundred. Uh, so let's say, assuming that you had a spouse that stayed home and raised the kids and never was in the workplace or was just very minimal. Uh, then their social security would be worth very little. And so they would get 50% of their spouses when they received it. But when the when a spouse passes away, it pops up to whatever the greatest amount is. There's a three-year age difference between the two of you, number one. Number two, males tend to have a shorter life expectancy. So there's a good chance in the future, high probability, that you will pass before your wife and her social security is going to pop up to what your social security was at the time, okay. so the, the all these fact, but but she's also in a position where her social security is large enough; she would receive that, not just fifty percent of yours. So, we, I'd have a
2: tendency if if I'd, I'd run through the numbers, but I think at the end of the day, we'd end up with your wife starting social security now, you deferring social security. That's probably what, you're and, probably right. And I would actually then start taking more money out of the IRAs today and paying taxes on them in order to live. And I probably wouldn't do as much in Roth conversion because I might want to keep that $156,000 in brokerage account. Well, you can also available. Roth convert and have some money, take extra money to go to the taxes. That's right. Or live off of it. We're getting yeah. to the same place. So Okay. Yeah, I, but if you asked me just on the Social Security, I'd start my wife and today how, without running the
1: numbers. But, but being a financial planner, I'd end up running the numbers. The $3.2 million in the, your retirement accounts, how are those dollars allocated?
4: Oh, they're spread across various um, broad market indexes. Okay, funds. okay, perfect. All, wait, all stocks? Uh, yes. Well, no, there's some bond in there too. Okay, all right. Thank you. I, the
1: reason I asked is when you had the bond ladders, I was like, "Is this all going to be bonds in there too as well?" But
4: no, no, it's a, it's a, a CD probably ladder. my my portfolio is about sixty forty stocks to bonds, and my wife is fifty fifty. I and believe. what do you guys
1: figure you spend a a, a year?
4: Um, well, right now it's pretty high. It's about 120k a year.
2: Why? Mm-hmm. Why is that high?
4: Oh, I don't know. It just feels high to me. <laughs>
2: it's, I don't think it's high at all. I don't think it's don't look, not relative. I don't. No, not not relative. So. If you have, well that's what you spend in a taxable. Nah, that sounds that's about right. 3 million a 4% distribution yeah, yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that's t- and then add are Security add Social in there.
1: security another Yeah, quite that piece And another uh, 10 grand a year from pension.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, 120 doesn't sound high. Nope. I in fact Totally agree. You you know head on down to the Chili's and celebrate the fact that you could spend 120 forever. <laughs>
1: That'd be great, <laughs> Yeah, don't go to the French oh, Laundry. <laughs> no, because that's the bad move. <laughs> just the chilies. I uh, uh, appreciate the call, uh,
2: Mike. Appreciate the call. Yeah. Okay, was... well, thank you very much. All right, it's, uh... actually, you know, why I mentioned chilies is I just read an article where they brought in new management and uh, how he's revamping the chilies. The first thing he did was start with the menu and the and he shrunk shrunk the menu immediately and then studied how long it was to actually make each dish and what kinds of plates they sat on so that they wouldn't have any redundancy and I thought management I mean this is just like like someone walked in one day and goes why are you doing that right it's i just Anyway, I thought about chilies because we used to eat there years ago. When you had younger kids. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they had our own little parking spot and they'd greet us all by name. Chilies? I mean, What'd you eat at Chilies? Oh, I didn't eat much, but the kids loved it. Um, but I just, I, I was thinking about chilies as I said that. How important management and actually examining every business examines their business structure as they go along. And then I always remember what Warren Buffett said people think they're buying stocks, they're buying companies. A 100% agree with you. People think they're buying stocks. They're buying companies. And when you're buying companies, you're buying management and companies.
1: And the reason index funds are so popular because it's very hard to distinguish quality management and non-quality management. (laughs) Exactly. Like uh, Jim Collins wrote a book, Good to Great, I don't know, it was 20 years ago or something, 15 years ago. If you, I haven't seen the study lately, but if you look at the company, so he highlights all these different companies in the same industries. This one barely did anything. Oh, this one... Phenomenal growth, incredible, all this, incredible. But then if you look at those co- same companies the subsequent 10 years, there was no major... <laughs> nothing.
2: Because no. then he wrote, about, uh, he wrote a book called From Great to Good, which is the backside of From Good to Great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> From Great to Irrelevant.
2: <laughs> the story of Woolworth and Company. How to Reach the Highest Level of Mediocrity. That's the book I'm going to write.
1: The Highest Level of Mediocrity. All right, let's uh, continue with calls here. We are in Maryland, talking with Larry. Larry, you're with Allworth Money Matters.
5: Hi, Scott. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Hi, Larry.
1: Hey. I had a beautiful. Um,
2: I had the chance of going to Baltimore. I hadn't been there for a long, long time, and um, I really enjoyed myself. I thought that what they have done with the waterfront was how do you beautiful. know he's in
1: Baltimore? It's Maryland, Just right there, there, close enough, about an hour from there.
2: All right, fair. I mean, everything's an hour from everything in Maryland. Right, it's pretty small. That's pretty true.
5: That is true. Okay.
0: What can we do for you?
5: Well, Pat and Scott, uh, I listen to your show regularly on podcast, and I'm looking to do a late in life career change. So before awesome. I uh, before I get ready to make a a fatal flaw, run some numbers past you and make sure that I'm not making a mistake Great. that I'm going to regret later.
2: How old are you, Larry?
5: I'm I'll be 59 in July.
2: And are you married or single?
5: I am married. My wife, Anne is two years younger. Okay. Seven in April.
2: And uh, all the uh, responsibilities of children have left the house?
5: The children have left the building.
2: Okay, perfect. Adult on their own. All right. So lay out the situation. Yeah.
5: All right. So I've been uh, at a... Commercial utility for about uh, 33 years, did military time for eight years before that, looking to leave the commercial utility and take a government job working uh, for the military for the Department of Defense and buy back military service time towards retirement, et cetera. What? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah. So, so and uh, your question is, like, from a financial <laughs> standpoint, I, it's going to be very creative. Yes. Uh,
5: so I was going to make sure that from a retirement perspective, making sure that because uh, it is a considerable pay reduction to go down there just to make sure that I'm not going to be making a mistake that I regret in a year or two.
2: How big of a pay reduction?
5: So currently, our family income is approximately 260 a year. It'll go down about 180 a year.
1: And how much – is that Two hundred and sixty all of your comp from the utility company, or does that include other sources?
5: That's comp, okay. uh, family income, mine and my wife's. Well, do
1: you have a pension from your military service? I, I do not. Uh, I
2: will when will I You will once you get two company. more years, yeah.
1: And will you Whatever receive a pension from the utility that you're working for?
5: Uh, it is a retirement plan, but it's a defined – a uh, contribution plan, not a defined. plan. Yeah, they used plan.
1: to have a, a pension plan that they froze years ago, and some cash balance plan now?
5: They did. They did. Yeah. And okay. how much is in the cash yeah.
1: balance
2: plan?
5: Uh, Seven hundred.
2: And how much is in your four hundred one k?
5: I have three hundred fifty in my four hundred one k. I
1: moved
5: one point two mil over to an individual retirement oh, account a few years ago. So <laughs> you have
1: two point two five. You, you had, don't have a lot of savings. But it's it. got two point two five million.
5: Yeah. Correct. In those two accounts, okay. I have another 100, 110 with a brokerage account. I have about uh, 210 in FDIC insured accounts. Yep. I have about uh, 90 in money markets that I've been goofing off with for the last 30 years.
2: And your wife has some in her uh, retirement plan as well.
5: She has a 125 in her 403B. Uh-huh. She'll have a school system Let me ask you retirement this. plan. Would you, that-
1: you think you would work longer? With a new job than staying in the old job,
2: absolutely. And 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 what's what's the money aside? What what's the reason uh, that you want to take the new job?
5: Uh, Work life
2: balance, quite frankly. Uh, 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 Positively, I'm guessing.
1: Um, Absolutely.
2: Yeah, there is. You're listen. We can. You're look.
1: We can run a financial model. Frankly, to tell you whatever you want to hear on this stuff, right? Yeah. you, you factor in what that what a military pension is going to be by the time you retire in the future. You get that credit for those eight years that you don't have credit for now. That makes a tremendous difference. That's right. And you bridge it, and you've
2: done the math. Uh, we know you've done the math because uh, of how you have saved. I assume you have no mortgage on your home. That's correct. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 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 You're picture perfect. You're, you, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I think it's great.
1: And the reason I said, look, you there are so many people who come and come and talk with us and they're like, I've been at this job for 29 years. I can't stand it. How many more years do I have to work so I can retire? Right. And then you talk to others who are doing something they really enjoy and they're like, well, I want to make sure I'm financially set. So if I, I can retire, but I, I might keep doing this until, until they can't have won't have me anymore. I'm just going to continue on because I'm like what I'm doing. So you're 59. You could be saying, "I'm, I'm going to retire today, or at 62, and I hate my job. I want to retire." And instead, you're saying, "Why don't I go look at some a new opportunity?" And and from it, a financial standpoint, it's going to work out in your favor anyway.
2: Correct. It's very accretive to the pension. Extremely accretive to the government pension. And when you factor in, you'll end up working longer, more years there, and you may be happier. That's the objective. Yeah. I, look, you 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 did the hard part. Which is, you got enough money to retire comfortably. That's done. Check that box, right? Now it's about, how do I stay engaged and give myself purpose, right? People and purpose so that I actually stay engaged. So that when you finally retire you do it on your terms not because you hate your job it's because you're like i'm, I'm ready to move on but i think if you were sitting or if in you have own- enough balance and you do those things you want to do while you're working you might think well, maybe i'll never reach that's right so i think it's uh, congratulations i mean truly um enjoy it and by the way if you get into that job and remember the bridge starts almost immediately right so you bridge that service immediately um, because it's based on years and are they going to ask you, did you d- withdraw the military money before or the government money before you have to pay back? You got to pay it back.
5: Never did. Never had a government, uh, payment
2: re- or retirement or anything. Right. Okay. Perfect. 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 And if you get into that job and you realize you don't like it, then quit. You've got plenty of money.
5: All righty. Appreciate your time today. Right. Gentlemen. Right.
2: Glad you called Eric. Thanks. Congrats. 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 Yeah, when he started going through the list of all the assets, you knew there was going to be a lot more we could be on there.
1: <laughs> when I first said what he had. I'm like, you've got 260000 You only have 350000 in your retirement account. We've got a problem. And then-, and then Oh, I moved $1.2 out. You are like, okay, we've seen this yeah, movie. Yeah. Hey, b- before we uh, we wrap up the program, there's a story that we were both <laughs> talked yeah. about and we had forgot to um, mention in the program. You, you know, so um, Scott and I-
2: um, We visit a couple times a week, and if
1: there was an article that
2: I found interesting oftentimes, I will bring it up to Scott. And about 80% of the time, we actually land on the same. Well, what's
1: funny is that we have a a process that – my process anyway, throughout the week when I see an article that I find particularly interesting that I think, maybe this would be a good – I'll send – I'll send an email so it'll get it printed out and sits here in front of, on paper, old school, but it's in front of us so we can And I and I, and I do the same. And, and oftentimes, <laughs> 80% of the time the, 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 time's old, the, the same, same. articles. That's um funny. Which tells
2: us. Uh, I was just looking today. I'm like, these are all the same articles. So this, we want to talk about the, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you've, t- we've talked about how this crypto thing was going to end poorly. For most people. Uh, for most people. Not all. And um, not for a lot of the promoters. Uh, oh, the, the people that actually created yes. the, uh, the the ones that were the very top of the pyramid in the pyramid scheme mm-hmm. they will do well even the promoters have been sued um, by the SEC <laughs> so they're right. not going to do quite as well
1: <laughs> including the celebrity promoters oh which is great to see i don't know they're yeah. not being sued by the SEC
2: uh, they're being—they've been fined by the SEC for uh, for actually promoting unlicensed oh, securities. Oh yeah, there's
1: ongoing. I don't know if they've been fined yet. I think there's ongoing investigation. Yeah, it's, they could get in trouble. Yeah, for promoting unlicensed securities, but they're being That's fined exactly by people that have lost money in these
2: uh, pyramid schemes. So, this Silvergate Bank was one that just shut down, and this is a this is a. California lender. It used to be a lender that actually was involved in primarily real estate, but a number of years ago they decided that they were going to get into the crypto business, which
1: just didn't you're talking make about it. management. <laughs> management decision, correct?
2: Chilies you're happy with? <laughs>
0: yeah, I am.
2: yeah. I made it made sense for me for Chili's to continue to serve food. There we go. <laughs> but a bank that was a lender that all of a sudden they. Pivots to become a
1: crypto, no sense. So they're shut down. Yeah, um, it it it's really interesting because it, this is a bank that it, it's typical. It's like old school, like basic banking business. It shed, it sold off those pieces just to focus to become a, a a bank for crypto. Whatever a bank for crypto does, I don't really know it. I'm still kind <laughs> of scratching my head what what is that really mean. But it's going to wind down. But yeah, if you're on stock in that you um, they've you, been you uh, used
2: to Yeah, they've been doing it uh 10 years in the crypto so as they say another one bites the dust and this one uh, we will continue to watch the crypto uh universe implode i guess it would be the metaverse uh, <laughs> <laughs> it will continue to implode it will and uh, i believe that we have just started watching this um with what with the the cryptocurrencies the regulations coming in the governments um it, the ripple effect of it all oh yeah it look it was created for it was created for the transfer of illegal dollars that's what it was built for and it was hijacked by some some group that wanted to think that it was beanie babies without the beanie babies
1: um yeah anyway it'll it will be interesting to see how it all finishes up well, it's been great being here with everybody this weekend. Glad you uh, took the time to join us. Pat did mention the Social Security uh, workshop. Um, you should mention it again, though. So I'm going to give a shameless plug on it this time. Because he, uh, the workshop, you're going to learn things such as how to determine your, what your retirement income needs are to begin with. Just plain and simple. But some di- different tactics to plan the best time to start claiming your benefits. Uh, understanding how the benefits are taxed when, the, when they're tax-free, when they're taxed at 50%, when they're taxed at 85%. Let me rephrase that. When 50% is included in your income and 85% is included in your income. um, What changes could impact your benefits and some some planning strategies to help maximize your retirement income. And there are some strategies, and we lay these out in the workshops, I think three different scenarios, where – depending on your claiming strategies, how it not only impacts your income today, but to your portfolio and your net worth by the time you pass away. So if your objective is to leave as much as possible to your heirs, you might go one path. If your objective is to have your last pay, your last check bounce, you might go another path, right? So it, it kind of goes through all those things. And there are, we've got these in Sacramento, Denver, Cincinnati, and the Bay Area. There are various days and times between March 22nd and April 1st. So essentially the last week of this month and April 1st in those cities we mentioned. Uh, For more information and to sign up, go to allworthfinancial.com forward slash workshops and we we will see you there. So anyway,
0: thanks for taking the time to be with us. See you next week.